Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Michigan. We're at the Entrepreneur Academy live pre-event uh, before uh, tomorrow's show. Uh, Brian rented out a place called The Hub. They got ice bowling here. They got uh, axe throwing. They got all kind of games going on here. And I think I offended my guest today, Keith Kalfas. He asked me if I wanted to come to his studio <laughs> at his house. And I was like, I don't have time this trip because I'll be at LAL all day tomorrow and I fly out first thing Sunday morning. He's like, well, why don't you just come back? You know, you know, another day this winter. And I was like, Michigan in the winter? No chance, man. But uh, and I, I could see it on, on his face. He's like, oh, that, that wasn't the right answer. But hey, I was honest. I like warm, warm climates and uh, we are having a great time here. If you missed yesterday's program, uh, we had Keith on the show, and we we're just warming up, talking about marketing. Uh, we're going to continue uh, the conversation with part two and uh, dive into whatever else Keith wants to talk about. So without further ado, here is your boy, Keith Kalfas on the Green Industry Podcast. So everything all revolves around your magnum opus. And how do you find that out? You got to dive deep and find out what are your core values. I used to hear people talk about this and it didn't make any sense to me. Core values. I'm trying to make money so I can pay my bills so I can get out of debt so I can be successful. But the core values make so much sense because now you're building a culture and you know about this stuff. How do you do that? You got to dive deep and get it out of your brain, out of your emotions and get it all down on paper and preferably do it with people who are experts or someone you can do it by yourself, but map all this stuff out and create like a map and a territory and some rules around how you market with get some symbols or fonts or shapes. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of like the abundant symbols and we were looking at all these. And I was like, but I don't want it to weird look weird and occultic. I don't like that stuff. I don't like anything that's like occultic, but I do kind of like the, uh, what is that? sacred geometry of uh, that shows like like the flower of life or something like that but i don't want anything weird on my stuff i want something that shows like uh there's a book by masuru Emoto called the power of water and when they say like love to water or to sand on a plate it, it'll actually create shapes wow and you can see like a honeycomb grid or something like that so just, just to be clear, I, I believe that I can, I don't know if we all can, but I can discern when somebody is something is like uh, not good or is good. But anyways, and I was describing all this to Chris Beltran. And so we came up with that kind of honeycomb grid pattern mm -hmm. and honeycomb was like, what, like what bees, flowers, landscaping, all that stuff. And it also looks like tire tracks. So figure out what that is for you. The, the fonts, shapes, styles patterns, tones, and come up with a specific set of them and now only use them from here on out. Uh, and if you get your logo remade, it doesn't have to be completely different. You want to keep some of the same foundation of the original logo if you can. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't 
also look unrecognizable. It's going to look a, a similar, but it's going to look upgraded. So mm-hmm. upgrade your whole marketing. And then once you start putting it out there and birthing it and creating it into reality on the web, on your door hangers, on all your marketing, on, um, on your shirts, on your hats, on your hoodies, your trucks, however you do it. Then once you see it all happening, you're going to go, whoa, man, this is sweet. This mm-hmm. is real. How come I didn't do this earlier? I, this is perfect timing. I have upgraded. So... But you had to go out and do it first without fully understanding it and then watch it happen and then see other people to respond, respond to it. So that's one thing that I'm really starting to figure out is like you don't have to know your worth and feel super motivated to get specific results right away. You can just go out and take action and get the result and then go, yeah, I am worthy. It's this weird, weird thing. Like before I got my first brand new truck, I was so frustrated and every time i saw another guy on the road with a brand new truck i'd be like how does that guy have that truck and i don't like how is it and i literally made an identity problem out of it and i was like that guy's better than me it's because i'm cursed or there's something wrong with me and it no it was just a truck payment and maybe a cosigner or some credit and then when i finally got my brand new truck and i started to grow into it you know how like when you get your brand new truck and you walk away and you press the honk honk, like the lock button, you look bad, you go, that's my truck. And you can't stop looking at it. Like and it feels weird and you're like excited. And like, then it just becomes your truck and it becomes new normal. And you're like, yeah, this is my truck. I, yeah, this is, buddy. <laughs> you just got a brand yeah, new truck. Yeah, buddy. I Congratulations. No, I, no, no co-signer, no credit. Congratulations. Bro. I saw that post on Facebook. Everybody is rooting for you like dude like slow clap it's so amazing Thank and it you. feels good so it's like you go out and you do the thing just like with your marketing or with anything you kind of and and i so when i really think about this or i meditate on this or i write a lot because i do a lot of writing it all boils back down to faith have some faith in your creator have some faith in yourself and everything's interconnected like that so for me, with the rebrand, it was time for a rebrand. I don't want a generic brand. I have a big mission. Uh, our values are around helping people start a business and get it up and past 100K to get out of debt, to, to realize their worth. And I take my videos and uh, my social media stuff very serious and my, my public talks. And I'm speaking tomorrow. At, we're at Launch Manure Academy, the pre-party right now. And uh, so... My brand deserves it. Like other people deserve to see something. And it's so, so it's like it would just have faded away into something generic. So it's time for a rebrand and you want your stuff to stand out and be iconic, you know? And if you think about those terms, yeah, uh, it's very important. I wanted to get your opinion, Keith. You said something earlier about your marketing ROI flopping and, and, and the pain of paying for airplane tickets. The flights, I'm assuming, never even happened. You still have to pay or, or all of that. That's got to be a painful $5,000 loss. I want, to, I want to ask you to help me. Uh, Jason Creel is having his Lawn Care Life Conference. Uh, it's the fourth time he's having it. You spoke at it maybe the first year. That was an amazing event, bro. So, so he's done it three years. The last one was in, you were there, Alan Hain, you, I was there yeah. as an attendee. Yeah. So Jason's invited me in to help him, you know, sell it out and, and, and do all this. And I, I feel pressure because he's like, ah, oh, you, you know, he's assuming, you know, 
that I, that I, you know, this is my first event. So what am I missing? Like, what, how can we make this event the best one yet? Yeah. You know, like I said, the only the reason the only reason my event failed is because we marketed it too high shelf. People were intimidated by the event. The copywriting on the on the registration page and the way everything was positioned, like, whoa, this is like some like put on a tuxedo type stuff, like and it's a thousand bucks a ticket. This ain't for me. Mm-hmm. That was our fault for not marketing it correctly so it vibed with the audience. Mm-hmm. So one of the most important things is testimonials, testimonials, testimonials. If you got footage from the past events, you got a promo reel, you got other people saying like tons of testimonials and you have a long registration page, register right now above the fold. It's coming up. Use scarcity and urgency. So there's only so many seats available. Urgency, this thing's coming up and it's going to sell out. Like FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Mm Mm-hmm. The most powerful driving motivator. People have to feel like they're going to miss out. Make the whole page branded so it looks serious. Mm-hmm. No, no, like misspellings. No things out of alignment. You don't want anything to look like old two thousand eight website. You want it to look epic. So when people see it, they're like, "Wow!" And then they're going to scroll down a little bit and they're going to see benefit driven what they're going to get at the event. But what's in it for them? Because people don't care about two, three, four hundred bucks, even if they're tight on cash. Their time is more important than money. So you got to mm-hmm. communicate to them, what is it worth their time to travel across the country to come to this event? They have to see the event page and get this feeling like, I don't know why, but I have to be there. It has mm-hmm. to eat them alive to where they're going up to their wives and be like, you got to come with me to this event. Or if, if you can't, I have to go, honey. <laughs> like, or you, like, we just, we have to be there. Something like, like I don't know what it is for, for how other people articulate that. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's the feeling that I get that I just have to be there. And uh, it has to be a sense of community. So showing people, lots of people, people's faces, uh, the speakers, the, mm-hmm. like, so when they're scrolling on that website, you've not left nothing else. Mm-hmm. FAQs, frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's the event? How much are the tickets? Is there hotels nearby? How long is this? What about this? All the questions that you can think of in an FK, FAQ in a drop down menu. Mm-hmm. So some people are hyper analytical and they got to have everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like they got to know every detail before they make a decision. Other people are visual. Other people it's, it just had to sound right to them. So when you hit all the visual audio and kinesthetic, and as they keep scrolling the questions that didn't get answered for some people, now they're getting answered as they keep going, register now scrolling down again, you know, three, four more swipes register now. And then at the, you know, so many, many, many calls to action on this uh, website. Uh, the copywriting has to address their pain I'm points. I'm going to pull up the website if you if you don't mind taking a look at it. Uh-huh. Keep, keep going. But. The copywriting has to address their pain points and how it's going to get solved. Who's going to be there? What are they going to be talking about? What is the main takeaway from the event? Here you go. 2024 Lawn Care Life Conference. February 23rd and 24th, 2024 in Matthews Manor. In Springville, Alabama, I was there. I'm telling you guys listening right now, it is an awesome event. And once you're there, you're going to be like, I I knew I was supposed to be here. Um, Experience a Lawn Care Life Conference for the 2024 Lawn Care Life Conference. We are taking feedback from the previous three events and ramping up the improvements. This year's event is scheduled for February 23rd and 24th, 2024 in Springville, Alabama. Which is okay. You got bullet points. 
giveaways, test equipment, family-style atmosphere, get knowledge and motivation to make more money. You got a video of Jason. Hey, everybody, come to the event. Oh, you got testimonials, promoters, speakers. Oh, this is a Kajabi website. Early bird. (laughs) Jason made it. Regular. Yeah, this is good. Um, take the same exact colors at the bottom of the page and now begin to change the whole tone. Like this whole top is like, it's like white with some blues and greens. Now make the whole background instead of being like white, make that whole background green with charcoal for like mm-hmm. three or four swipes. So, oh, now we're in a totally different thing. Now we got like the FAQs and some more videos and uh, clips from the last event. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Stuff that's just demonstrating value and creating um, desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can survey people and ask them, get on the phone with them, and then take their exact words that they use mm-hmm. and transcribe it and then use like chat G PT PT. I always get the TP and PT mixed up and then put that in the copy, the same exact words that they use, because there's certain words that people use that when they see it in a copy, they go, ah, that's me. It could mm-hmm. be simple as something as simple as a few words, mm-hmm. um, address pain points. I don't see any pain points in there. If you're struggling with this or something in this business, who's this event for? Mm. This event is specifically for this person in this category. Why? Who's it not for? Hey, if you're already doing like over 500K in your business or you got a multi million dollar business, this ain't for you, bro. Get out of here. This is for the, you know, Chuck in the truck. Chuck in the truck or the possibility Pete's, right? Yeah. So not the abundant Anthony's. Okay. Maybe not. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring this out. I'm just listening. I need to shut up. Forgive Ooh. me. So sometimes people feel intimidated, and they, when they see that this is for them, uh, and describe what they're going to learn. One thing we go through, like my business marketing blueprint online course, KeithKelfis.com/bmb. You'll see the web page is horrific. It's a whole bunch of copy and there's like screenshots of the inside of the course. And here's what you get: you learn how to market your business. And and my guy, Chris Beltran is like, yeah, you have screenshots of the inside of the course, but you're not specifically describing what's in the modules and what they're going to learn inside of each module, what they're going to get. And module 1.1, you're going to learn exactly how to get a hundred positive five-star reviews on Google, the exact system interview with a guy named Bobby Walker. He's got like a thousand positive five-star reviews on Google, and he's going to teach you exactly the process of how he does it to almost ensure a positive five-star review, like four out of five people are leaving a, some type, they're leaving a review, right? And he breaks that whole thing down. And then next module is how to get, how to do a search engine optimization to get to the top of Google search. So you can get in the Google three pack organically. We're going to teach you exactly what to post, how to post, when to post, and how to create well-written blog work, word articles that are keyword research written. And it's going to be super easy and you can outsource the entire thing. That's module two. And there's going to be a screenshot of that. Like, so it's like people that are very analytical and they want meat and potatoes. 
if you got all this rah, rah, rah on the webpage, but there isn't specific copy showing what they're going to get when they get there specifically, mm-hmm. then they might not um, care. Like sometimes when I'm on the phone with these OCD type of customers and I sense it, I like, oh no, we're specific. We literally go, we sanitize the pruners before the job and we go inside and we prune the rose shrub one eighth of an inch uh, uh, above the, the new bud for next year at a 45 degree angle at the opposite angle so we can perfectly uh, pull it out so it heals over <laughs> and through epicormic sprouting, the new buds will grow and they'll fill in beautiful next year and we thoroughly clean everything up. Why are you laughing? Because when I was a rookie, my first year landscaping, I worked with this guy named Kenny and uh, I had my own business but I'd also work for Kenny and we're in Buckhead which is where all the rich people live in, in Atlanta. And I never did a rose bush before. So he told me everything you just told me. He, he told me. So I'm like, there's like the eye on the rose bush. He's like, I had all this stuff. Like he gave me like six instructions. And I was, you know, anyway, it took me like 10 minutes to prune one little bush. And he came back and he's just chewed me out because I didn't, I didn't basically didn't do nothing because I was so worried where I was going to cut it at. And uh, he, he couldn't believe how, how bad of an employee I was. He just <laughs> chewed me out. And that was, employee, it was just a training issue. Right. Well, yeah, but he didn't see it that way because I was slow because these Spanish guys were running circles around me. I mean, they would have done like, you know, 20 of them. And I, here I am still in the first one because all nervous I was going to do it wrong. Dude. So when you telling that story, it was remind, it was wounding me of when Kenny chewed me <laughs> out because I did prune the rose bush correctly. So I was a foreman. I was a, la- a lawn care guy forever. And when I worked with the, one of the biggest landscape companies in Michigan, they had like 150 employees. They put me in charge of foreman of a horticulture crew where the employees were like getting degrees at the Oakland University in horticulture. I'm like, dude, I don't know anything about horticulture. They're like, no, 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 you're a leader and you know how to lead people, Keith. So we're going to put you in charge of the crew and you're going to learn from them how to do horticulture mm. and then you're going to lead. I was like, oh, okay, like, all right. And then I went and I learned from these guys, but I, I was running a crew by myself in this big wealthy neighborhood where part of it was to prune all these rose shrubs. The owner of the company is like, a, you know, I think like, I think it was like a $20 million company or something. He shows up. He's like, oh my God, these rose bushes are horrific. What are you doing? I thought I was just supposed to just prune them down. And then all of a sudden he was like kind of chewing me out and I felt so stupid because I was trying my best and my hands were all cut up and stuff from the rose thorns. (laughs) And I I was so frustrated and I felt stupid and chastised and berated. And then he came back like a minute later. He goes, wait a second. This isn't even your fault. I go, huh? He goes, this ain't your fault. This is a training issue. You weren't trained properly. I could tell you're working hard and you're trying your best. He goes, this, he goes, Friday after work, 5.30, you're going to meet me outside in the garden beds of the beautiful landscape, the exhibit where they, mm-hmm. the building is, and we're bringing the manager too, and we're teaching him because he didn't train you right. Wow. So there we go. We got knee pads, cultivators, and shovels and stuff, and pruners, and buckets, and we got the holster on the side for the pruners mm-hmm. and we, we get up, we all get on our knees and he's teaching us, you cultivate and you cultivate and you pull the weeds and this, and then you get to the rose shrub and he shows me how to prune it. And I was started laughing. He goes, what are you laughing at? I'm like, bro, I wish I had a camera so I can videotape you right now and we can make a video. He goes, what are you talking about? They, they fired me for making videos at work, by the way. But, and then bro, I got so good at pruning rose bushes. I could prune 
gnarly thorn rose bushes, thorns everywhere, bro. You stick your hand in there, you'd be bleeding all over the place. I could prune rose bushes. Don't test me now because it was a long time ago and I was under a lot of pressure. I could prune rose bushes so fast with my bare hands and not bleed at all. Wow. Because I, the way I could, because I was under so much dang pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, Man, that was a bad memory, but that's how I learned how to do horticulture and all that type of stuff and garden maintenance, which I uh, put into my landscape business. Now, how we trim rose shrubs, I go right up to the shrub trimmers and I just mow it down to about a foot and a half. So there's still buds left on it. And I bounce <laughs> prune that unless the customer specifically wants it and I'm charging them a little bit extra. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge with no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's time to take your business to the next level. Visit GreenIndustryPodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the fourth annual Lawn Care Life Conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets. The early bird ticket pricing is $197 and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night, most of the day Saturday. We're going to feed you dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event, the reviews have been fantastic. So come hang out with us, Springville, Alabama. If you need a ticket and want to register, you need to do so before it sells out because I really think it's going to sell out this year. This is Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. To get a ticket, go to LawnCareLife.com and click on the link for conference. If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me, and in 32 years, he'd never increased the prices ever, and I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing, so we raised our prices through that letter about 200 grand. Say that. Say that one more time. Two hundred thousand dollars that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it, it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided an ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in thirty-two years. <laughs> that is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug-and-play template. You just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here, and in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising. The price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly i don't want to take my time it's 58 minutes here yeah i'm i'm learning i really appreciate the advice about the lawn care life conference how do you think the price point is the the 197 Perfect. early bird? So at, at, at 197, I mean, I, I mean, I'll just say it like, so when you throw a live event, it's a lot of work, and it's probably costing you more time and energy and money than you're making off the event. 
And at 197 bucks, you can only hope to break even until you start to go into the hundreds of people. Then you can make some money off the thing, which pays for your time. So then you can relax and create an amazing experience for all the attendees. Because that's what, if your heart's in the right place, anybody who throws a live event, you want to throw an amazing experience mm -hmm. for all the attendees. So the price point is good. I've been to his last event. I think there was like, how many people were there? Yeah, a little less than that, but but that room we're having it in that same room, yeah. and the max is three hundred. So he he brought me in to sell it out at three hundred. So okay. I feel pressure, and I wanted to have the price a lot higher, but he he wanted it lower, and it, he he has a final say. So yeah, so a one ninety seven price point some, early bird. It's going to go up to two forty seven. Two forty seven. Yeah, I, I do think that's a little bit low by maybe a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have a lower price point, you're probably going to get a lot more people in the room, but a hundred, I, I don't think a hundred bucks makes or breaks the event. So it was still two ninety seven. You feel like people would still sign up a hundred percent because it, it, so, so this is a big thing about marketing and Myron gold talks about this. Like people look at the price and there's something called price anchoring mm -hmm. when they see the price of something, they sometimes associate the value they're going to get with the price. So, but here's one interesting thing. If you said chucking the trucks, sometimes two or 300 bucks plus the price of traveling and gas and a hotel. I mean, that's easily, if you bring your family, you're spending 2000 bucks with now the price of food and everything, maybe 15, 1700 on the lower end. Um, it's got to be a price where there's a little bit of a sting because people who pay, pay attention, mm -hmm. right? And when I go back to doing my live event, I'll probably do 300 to 500 bucks, you know, maybe 400. Um, oh, here's another mistake I made. So when I do public speaking, I charge five grand for me to fly across the country and stay in a hotel room and bring my camera guy like Quentin mm -hmm. and I'm paying him like he was giving me a deal, bro. But between paying him like anywhere from 2,500 to 4,000 plus all my expenses, I'm breaking even or losing money. Is that him right there? Is Quentin here? No way. Right. Oh on my cue. God. He's here. You just said, you just said my camera guy Quentin and he was over your shoulder. So <laughs> dude, we were just talking about you on the podcast. Literally, yeah. he's in my camera guy, so, Quentin. He's right there. So, I was, yeah, Quentin Howells right here from Digital Dream Studios. So, we were talking about flying Quentin out and all that stuff. You got to charge a certain amount to, mm -hmm. to make it worth it. And then, as like the speaker, you kind of like break even, mm -hmm. but then you get to speak, you get to add value, you get to attend an event, and then you get the footage that you can post on YouTube and create a podcast out of. Mm -hmm. So you're investing into your brand and investing back into your business. Because for the first, me as a speaker, first five years, I was paying out of pocket all the time, flying all over the country, speaking for free, just so I could build a name and speaking and get my stuff out there and then build keithkelfis.com slash public speaking, which mm -hmm. is a whole site of me and all about speaking and clips of me speaking and stuff like that. So, but if you 
are all over the industry doing stuff for like super cheap. Then when the day comes that you've like really leveled up and you need to get paid from this, people are like, nah, you, you do that for free, bro. Like mm. all of a sudden it's five grand now. I think the most I've ever gotten paid was $4,750 for speaking 35 minutes. And then the average is like 2,500 bucks. Now, the reason I'm saying all that is because I know how it feels to be a speaker. So when I throw a live event, I want to mm -hmm. acknowledge and respect my speakers mm -hmm. and say, bro, you're taking your time and your knowledge and your expertise and flying across the country and staying in a hotel to come speak at my event. I'm so thankful. I, I want to pay you like five grand. I promised my speakers like 5,000 bucks a piece because I, I had to. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned a hard lesson. I had like $25,000 in speaker fees, plus another probably five grand in hotel rooms, flights for them. I'm like, this is crazy. So that's why my event failed. Now I know if the numbers don't make sense before you even pull the trigger, you can't do the event. You negotiate with speakers. Hey, man, I want to pay you a speaker fee of 500 to 1,000 bucks. I'll even break your or broker you in on a deal. If we do very well, I'll pay you even more. But I can't like lose money, but I want you to come and speak and I really appreciate you and I want to show you that I appreciate you. So I'll pay you a speaker fee that's fair and reasonable. Come scratch my back and I'll scratch your back next time. But if we do very well, I will even create a percentage and I'll be able to pay you more. And in the future, if we do better, we can grow together and I will be able to pay you that five grand. There's some people who get paid 20. I got a friend who just got paid 20,000 to go do a keynote speech. He spoke for like an hour. So I was talking to Cody Owen yesterday and he said he was at an event and they paid the guy 25,000 bucks and he came in and showed up about 10 or so minutes before his talk, got up on stage, gave his talk and then just left, just walked out of the room and went to the airport. 25 grand. hundred percent. Yeah. Didn't even like stick around to say hi to anyone or not. Just came in the room, spoke, left, went. Just, just walked out. <laughs> Dude, I follow Eric Edmeads or Eric Edmeadis. He's a public speaker. He spoke on Tony Robbins stages. He recently mm -hmm. did a podcast about a year ago on the Jordan Peterson show. Mm -hmm. And if you see him, you're like, who's Eric Edmeads? But then once you get to like know this guy, he has a speaker academy. I've invested in his course. He's taught me a lot of stuff. He tells this uh, story of how, oh my, my brain just went totally blank. And I think because it got real quiet in here all of a sudden. It did. That was weird. Um, that was so weird what I was about to tell you was so epic bro a speaker with a high speaking fee oh yeah so he tells a story about uh, this massive international life insurance company it was like a multi-billion dollar company it was mm -hmm. throwing a huge convention in a stadium mm -hmm. and their marketing team said you know what we want to have Richard Branson Richard Branson speak mm -hmm. and so they just thought because they had a lot of money, they're like, we're going to offer Richard Branson a hundred grand to speak. Did I ever tell you this story? No. Okay. So they get a hold of, they're trying to get a hold of Richard Branson's team and they start marketing it like, because they're used to getting their way because they have deep pockets and they have a lot of say, so they're a big company and they can't get a hold of Richard Branson's team. And they're trying and trying. And now it's, it's a few months out from the event and they go, what's going on? We need him to speak. We're going to pay him a hundred grand. And they're like, Hey, uh, 
sorry, Richard's busy. We, we can't deal with you right now. So like, okay, we'll pay you $250,000. We got to have Richard speak at the event. And they didn't get back to him. Then they finally got back to him. They said, oh, Richard's not interested. Uh, we're his team. And he's not interested in speaking. Like 250 grand. And then the CEO of the company's like, we have to have him speak. We've already started like kind of letting the word out. He's going to be speaking. We'll give him a half a million bucks. The, they finally get a hold of the marketing team. Half a million, no. What are you talking about? We'll pay him a million dollars. We'll go, we'll pick him up from the airport in a private car, private jet. We'll drive him to the event center. He All he has to do is just speak for like, I think it was like 30 minutes. Then we'll, he can leave. We'll drive him right back to the airport and he's gone. Back to where he's, his business. A million bucks. No. Two million. No. And then there's, what's going on? We They said, listen, we had a meeting at, uh, at the beginning of the year, we've already got Q1, 2, 3, and 4 already planned out. And we don't care if you offer us unlimited money. Speaking for a fee is not part of our plan this quarter. So we're not even going to let, uh, like, I think they did get back to Richard and ask him. And he's like, absolutely not. Well, no, he does. He is a billionaire. But is, is that a crazy story? Two million bucks? Well, think about if you're a billionaire and your time is like, but that's how strategic, bro, I'm telling you, you're paying me a hundred grand. I'm finding a way to get there, bro. Two million bucks. That's crazy. You know, my, my grandpa started working in the great depression. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you this story? No, my, my grandpa uh, passed away a few years ago, but before he did, Sorry. Mm-hmm. um, I went to the nursing home and I'd visit with him cause I knew he was, you know, Physically, his body was d- declining and everything. So I just asked him all these deep questions and everything. And he's like, my first job, <clears throat> he worked at a movie theater. I think it's called like a cinema or something fancy, but in the 1920s. And they would pay him 25 cents uh, an hour. But that was that was good money for a high schooler. Like it was a sought out job in the for a high schooler in the 1920s. So 25 cents per hour. And so, like, if he wanted to make 20 bucks, he'd have to work 80 hours. To, if you run the math, 80, 80 hours at 25 cents would be 20 bucks. Um, but so, so when I think about money, I think about, like, my grandpa, an hour of his time was worth 25 cents. And so, I, like, I think when I'm about to spend 20 bucks, I'm like, that's 80 hours of my grandpa's life, you know. And I know inflation and all that stuff, wow. but I just think about money so differently like to me and i'm very very frugal but like a 20 dollar bill in my brain is like 80 hours of my grandpa's life two hours of life or two weeks of back breaking work is a 20 dollar bill so i just to me two million dollars is a lot of money what is a lot of money right but 20 dollars is a lot of money in my mind as well yeah it could be the difference of making it or breaking it for some people i remember uh 20 bucks was getting me groceries. (laughs) 20 bucks in the tank. Oh, yeah. Bro, I'm so excited now that we have a $700 minimum in the landscape business. And we just did a, I don't know, like we're doing a fall cleanup and a shrub trimming job. And always, no matter what it is, it's a $700 minimum. And our average ticket job went from uh, the average, uh, so our minimum used to be $312.50, and now it's 700 And so I'm literally having customers 
either I'm saying it or they're saying it. Like, well, what else can we add to get up to your minimum? Wow. Like trim the bushes or clean the windows or something. So that way, when we spend time on that one property, we can get in and out and all that extra money goes to the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So it's a more abundant way to run the business. And I still have a small landscaping business, but it's like an abundant Anthony business. It's like a systematized little mean, mean money making machine. And that's the way I like it. And I just wish I knew this stuff years ago. But I guess I wasn't ready. I needed more pain and suffering, mm. you know? And then obviously if you're around long enough in your city where your phone is ringing and you have a lot of clients to choose from, because in the beginning you got to get to take what you can get, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, this isn't in the Bible, but it's an ancient proverb. I think it's Chinese maybe, but it says when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. <laughs> and when you were ready, this, uh, what's the fellow's name? $7,500 guy. Mm. Chris Beltran. Yeah, you might not have been ready a couple of years ago or, you know, but you were ready. He was ready. Now we got all this fire uh, rebranding. Bro, he redesigned my podcast. If you go I've to- seen it. I've seen it all. I've, I've, I, I, you vaguely told me, but I've been seeing it. I'm like, this looks professional. It looks really good. All of it. I've noticed it. Yes. Look up the Untrapped podcast or Apple or Spotify. When I first saw the cover that he designed, I'm like, this looks a little, almost what the word would be like. I don't know what the word is. To me, it looked almost kind of, uh, fake or something. I I can't describe it. But then when he put it actually on the podcast, the whole point of it, because there's grass behind me, the picture says untrapped and it really, really kind of jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. And then when I, what I realized was when you put it up against other podcasts, it looks iconic. It jumps out like mm-hmm. this looks like a legit pod, whatever this is, it's its own unique thing. Yeah. It builds authority for sure. It's very good. Well done. Well, Keith, how can people connect with you? Or is there anything we're leaving out here that you want to share? This has been very helpful for me. I'm going to make Jason Creel listen to this episode too. So Jason, I hope this was helpful to you too. Jason Creel? I like Jason Creel. He's super calm. He's per- he's perfectly like laid back where like when I'm around him, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm jumping around like, what's up, Jason? What's up? And he's just so calm. I'm like, is this dude not like me or something? No, he's he just- likes you. <laughs> I, I texted him uh, the other day. Um, anyways, um, what was it? Keith Kelfus on all platforms, the untrapped podcast on all platforms. Um, oh, I have a, uh, free PDF download. We completely rebranded this. You can see what it looks like. It's a free seven step guide of how to market your business. You can print it out to keithkelfus.com slash seven steps. The seven is like the numerical seven. Mm hmm. Steps. KeithKelfis.com slash seven steps. You can download it to your phone right now and uh, put the implement that stuff right into your business. Cool. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, Keith. Uh, this has been very helpful for me. Likewise. Thanks, Paul. And thanks for having me on your show. Later, everybody. See ya. Well, guys, uh, it's always good chatting with Keith Kalfas. Big thanks again to Brian and Liz uh, for hosting us here in Chile. 
gray, cold Michigan. Jim Harbaugh suspended. One second, Vince. We got we got Vince and uh, Stephen, Cedric Owen's cousin. They're going to be joining us on tomorrow's program, so make sure to be tuning in for that. Thanks again to Brian and Liz for hosting us here in Novi, Michigan. If you guys want to join uh, the next big event in Alabama, the Lawn Care Life Conference, it will sell out. We can only have 300 people in the room um, down there at Jason's Manor. If you don't know what a manor is, it's 100 acres, <laughs> and uh, it's awesome down there. Uh, but it will sell out. So if you guys want to uh, join for that, uh, tickets are on sale right now for only $197, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, click the link in today's show notes, and uh, we hope to jo- you will join us in Sweet Home, Alabama, for the next event, the Lawn Care Life Conference uh, with Jason Creole and friends. Thanks for listening. Tune in to Stephen and Vince on tomorrow's program from Novi, Michigan. Thanks for listening. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the price increase letter template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.